Are you ready for friends that you can say anything to? We got you. I'm Wendy, founder of Bloom Wellness. And I'm Sin, Liberation Life Coach, and you're listening to Truth Tuesday, Liberation Through Radical Honesty. Welcome back. You are listening to Truth Tuesday. If this is your first time here, please go back to the first episode and listen to all the episodes that you can catch up on all the things we've been talking about. Um, there is some overlap, but today um, we're actually going to be discussing something that has to do with people out in the universe and that are asking us questions. And this has to be with not being seen at work or in the workplace. So join me and Cynthia as we talk about workplace drama and uh, moving on from spaces that maybe don't see us or navigating those spaces. So how are you doing, Cynthia? Doing good. Showing up. Ready. How are you? I'm here. I'm alive. So that's always good. Every single day I get to breathe. It's a good day. So that's, there's that. There you uh, go. But I wanted to ask you because I think you've had, well, both of us, we've had some experience here when it comes to not being seen in the workplace. So um, I think we can have an in-depth conversation about what it feels like to want to grow and not being given an opportunity to grow in, in the workspace. So yeah, do you wanna share maybe your experience with that as we jump right in? Yeah, I, so, just so that everyone's, you know, sort of aware of like what my background is and my experiences. I, I work in higher education. And so I've been working at various universities for the past um, six years. And I've learned a lot. Uh, prior to that, I was working in the nonprofit sector um, and I had a very short stint at the county at some point. Um, but the the more that I'm spending my time in higher education, um, the more that I'm realizing that I, I do have a place here. And so I've experienced a lot of um, moments throughout my career as I've developed and, and grown and as I'm gaining more and more experience um, where I wasn't always offered the opportunity to grow. Um, oftentimes I had to shift, um, so that I could be in a space where there were opportunities for me to develop and, um, to have access to a great mentor and to be able to, to have the opportunity to train or learn because when you're fresh out of college, you, you're literally just entering the workforce. And so one of the things that I learned right away is, you know, one of the things that made it difficult looking for work was somehow there was this need for you to have like five years of experience. <laughs> and it's like, how am I supposed to get the, this experience? It was very confusing, right? And so as as I sort of navigated my way through my career, I what I realized was that um, that was usually that usually came with someone opening the door for me, someone seeing me and saying, okay, we know that you're not there yet, but we're going to give you the job and we're, we're going to develop you and we're going to train you and we're going to give you the resources that you need and the support that you need. 
um, but not everybody can do that. And so, um, so yeah, I think that for a lot of people that are driven, a lot of people that are pursuing their passions, their interests, people that want to contribute and want to find their purpose, it's, it's a natural like thing to want to learn and to grow and to be given that opportunity. But what happens when, when we're met with a closed door or with a no or with rejection, um, that can, that can affect our, our mental health. So, you know, that's kind of, I'm hoping that we can cover some of that today. Okay. I think for me, the same thing is, is true where I know that I have a certain set of skills that I didn't gain necessarily through education. It's just through experience. And because it's not on paper, um, for some of these people in leadership positions, it's not enough. So they need to have this, you know, the qualification is there's a certification that says, Hey, this person knows how to do this, even though, um, for me, and there's so many things that I know about business because my dad's always been an entrepreneur. So since I was little, I was put in these weird situations where I had to figure stuff out. And I'm very good about resources and connecting things and connecting the dots and figuring things out. But that's never been enough for some people to give me an opportunity. And I see people that maybe go to their like weekend warriors and look at a certification thing, you know, and get this thing, a little piece of paper for a thousand dollars over the weekend. And all of a sudden that makes them good for the position. And um, I've seen a lot of turnover because of that in, in different organizations. And that's been interesting for me because they, people don't really care. They just want to make sure that, you know, they meet whatever the status quo is. It's like, oh, I need to make sure that this is covered and that's what matters. So, I mean, the question really is there, and I think we can start with that is what defines a good leader in those spaces? Because you and I both know that having a title that CEO, manager, um, supervisor, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good leader or that you know how to be in that space. So I guess to start off there, what makes a good leader? Um, well, I, this is something that I am just now sort of coming into awareness of what makes a good leader. And what I've learned is that it really, it's, it really depends on where you are at on your journey, on your career, um, and also your, your personal growth and whether or not you can find someone that has a capacity to hold you. Um, it's very similar to when you're finding a relationship with someone like you, they can only meet you as deeply as you've met yourself. I've learned that it's the same with leader. If a leader has not done the work to cultivate the skills that are necessary within themselves, you're not going to be able to find, you know, you're not going to be able to find that. And so, so like, as I've grown, I've outgrown certain leaders, people that in the beginning, they were good leaders, but then they kind of either stopped growing or we grew apart, I guess you can say. And then there was a need for, for me to shift and in general, I would say that a good leader is someone who's always going to be open to, to growth and has like a, a growth mindset. The minute that they're, they're limited in their beliefs in either their vision for 
the program, the organization, or a project, or for you, for a position, ya, ya valió madre. <laughs> you know, like, so it's important to have that open-mindedness, to have that sort of, um, that mindset where you have limitless possibilities. And a leader, a good leader is also someone who is able to, and you and I spoke about this a little earlier, is able to co-create with the people that they lead. They're not, they're not above anybody. They're not, you know, um, for all intents and purposes, they're not better than anybody else. Everybody is learning from each other. And I think that a good leader is able to take a step back and also learn from those that they lead and is able to give space for others to, to not just learn, but also make mistakes. Um, for me, a great leader has shown me compassion when I have messed up and they don't hold it against me. They don't start keeping track. They don't discipline me. They don't um, retaliate. None of that. A good leader sees a mistake for what it is. It's a learning opportunity. And then they give me the tools and the resources so that I can learn from it. That's what a good leader has done for me. And every time a good leader has shown me a skill, I put it in my toolbox and I'm like, that's what I want to take with me. That's how, that's what I want to be when I become a leader myself. And so, um, so there's all these little different sort of skills. Um, you know, a lot of times I feel like people assume that because they're a supervisor or a manager or a CEO, or they're in these titles that they're naturally just a good leader, but not always. The truth is that leadership is something that not everyone has. Like you can be a manager and not be a good leader or not be a good mentor. I feel like mentorship is another aspect of being a good leader and not everyone knows how to mentor. Not everybody is able to sort of bring that out of someone. It's a very, very unique gift that 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 people have that are able to sort of, you know, help you become the the person, the professional that you that you strive to become. And so um the and the other the, uh, the other examples of good leaders that I've seen are people who are not afraid to to get in there and help with the work when when necessary. Like good leaders never say, oh, no, no, like that's beneath me. Like that's not what they do. They roll up their sleeves and they get in there because we all have a common goal to reach. Right. And it's not beneath them. And to me, that's a good leader. Um, and on top of that, I think the biggest sort of lesson that I've learned from what makes a good leader is that they're able to recognize when it's time to let you go because I've outgrown leaders um, and they've, they've um, tried to keep me where I was simply because I was really good at my job and they wouldn't let me move on. They wouldn't let me like, they, they just wouldn't let me go so that I can grow. And so there was this sort of like, um, like intention to, to, to keep me to stay, but, but that's not helpful, right? It's, it's not, it, it, I feel like a good leader understands that people come and go and, and it's okay to, I mean, it's a good thing when people, you know, you've, you've developed people and they're ready for the next thing. I, and I, I think that shows what a good leader you are, you know, that you've been able to get them to that next stage. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I, yeah. Saying all this stuff and uh, what it brought up for me is that 
being in an organization that has good leadership, um, you start promoting from within because you are developing your people, you're, they're growing with your culture. Um, you're cultivating these leaders to stay in your organization. So it's like promotion from within is huge, but I've noticed that a lot of times when you do your job well, they wanna keep you there and then they'll hire from outside. And you keep seeing that and then they leave. It's like, so there's a lot of changes in leadership, whether it's the CEO, CFO, the executive directors, those move very quickly and rapidly because for whatever reason, it's like they don't wanna promote from within. And that's really interesting to me because you do spend a lot of time, like I know people that have worked at the same place for 10, 15 years. They know everything, the ins and outs. They know the culture. They love the organizations. And for whatever reason, they don't give those people the opportunity to, to kind of like move up the ladder, right? It's like, yeah. no, it's box, you fit in this box and we have to keep you in this box. And I'm not sure exactly where that comes from. And it may be kind of like a scarcity type mindset. But that's kind of what it brought up for me because even the term leadership, right? You don't have to have a title to be a leader. You can be any person and be a leader in the space. So it's also like noticing that it's like that person there, I'm going to cultivate them because I can see that they're like a rising star. So let me help. So it's like also being able to see that, right? I think that's part of being a good leader. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that I've, that I've kind of learned as well is that there, there is this sort of like gauging whether or not someone has the intention to stay long-term. So I think that's also part of what makes it, um, why I believe some, some leaders or managers don't want to promote is there's this gap in um, in training them and developing them. And so, I mean, a lot of the institutions and organizations that I've worked for, there's a structure in place to, for professional development and performance evaluations and merit pay increases. And it, that's all in place. But when you look at the practice, it's not really like, um, implemented to a T. And so they may say, yes, where we want to train you and develop you. But then when it comes time to like, you know, to want to go to a training or a conference or do some kind of professional development activity, they may not say, no, you can't go, but you're so in, in, inundated with work that you don't even have the brain space to even think about planning to go to a conference because you're just so overwhelmed with, with, with work. And so no one's creating that space for you unless you have a good leader. A good leader would be like, okay, I know you have a lot on your plate. I know we have a lot of fires to burn out, but we also need to allocate five or 10% of your time towards professional development or whatever that is, right? And so it's being intentional about creating that space. And so that gets lost and it gets put on the back burner and it's not as important as the deadlines as all the things that you need to do for work, like your actual job responsibilities. And so then what ends up happening is you become good at only the job that you're doing. And so you're not developing. And so when it, it comes time to fill like a higher level position, they look at you and you don't have the skills because when did you put in the time to develop them? And they need someone now. They need someone today. Yesterday. So yeah, yesterday. 
And so they're not thinking, oh, okay, if you're interested, let's develop you for the next six months and then you'll be ready. And they're like, no, we want someone now. So that's that's what I'm seeing anyway. Um, that's that's part of the problem. And, um, and And so what ends up happening is when you're finally interested in moving up, like you haven't really, again, you haven't developed or, or acquired those skills. And so um, like my suggestion would be like what, whatever position you're in, like even if today you don't, you don't know where you're going to want to be in six months or one year, like just always prioritize developing yourself. It doesn't matter where, like if you want to take your own class, like outside of your work, that's not related to work. Or if you want to um, take you know, take up on your organization's like tuition program to go back to school, or if you want to shadow someone at work, or if you want to take one of the, you know, the uh, extended educational courses like that your organization has or an extra training or whatever, like, if you really want to grow, like, I feel like the key is like, you got to own it, because not always are you going to have access to a leader. And if you do, that's great. Look for that when you're looking for a job. But um I would I would say I would say that or the other option is when you are at a sort of at a at an impasse with your employer they don't they don't see you they don't want to invest in you they don't they're just not going to consider you for a promotion then you know it's time to it's time to say yeah it's time to dip and be like okay then this isn't going to work and that's fine right but also on the side of the employer, like when you do see a superstar, a rock star, someone with that drive and that ambition and that passion and the natural like desire to want to do more, because there's the, we do exist, right? Like I understand there are some people that are very comfortable in their positions and they just want to get their paycheck and they want to sit in the background and, you know, not like stir the pot and just clock out and go back to their family. And that's fine. That's great. But then there's those of us that we we want to impact change and we want to contribute. We have a lot to offer. And so for those of us, like we, we, we have that like innate inherent sort of like drive to keep going. Right. And so for those of us like that encounter these situations where we're like, okay, we're ready to go. We're ready for the next step. And we get a rejection or we, we get a no, right, not right now, or we don't think you're a good fit or what have you. Um, then yeah, that's when you kind of just say, okay, then maybe this isn't for me then. And you, you, you gotta be able to let go and, and shift gears if there's no sign that that's going anywhere. And I think that's really important to discern. No, that is important because I think you start questioning yourself as a person, as, as an individual, as a professional, and all of a sudden, because, uh, like we've spoken about before, these titles are so connected to your value as a person, you know, which, I mean, they really aren't, but I think in the work environment, it's like you have a title and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's connected to your salary. So now, you know, X, Y, and Z is better than this other person because they're not, you know, they don't make the same amount of money. So mm -hmm. important. one person is more important than the other in those spaces, um, supposedly. But it's also interesting to see people ask for the opportunities, like you said, and then to see people start questioning themselves, they become depressed, they don't want to go to work anymore. Um, then it's like, then you start noticing like their productivity kind of goes down the drain. Um, they start getting sick more often. So 
it really is to an employer's advantage to promote from within again and and to promote growth mm-hmm. and develop their people even if it's not in changing their title but just giving them those opportunities to grow as people and professional development and all those things it does help because people want to come to work when they're happy and yeah. people want to come to work when they feel valued and safe and you know they're going to open up more and then they share their creativity and that continues to you know it's like cultivate a different type of culture a culture of of people that do have a growth mindset and that just like ripples out so I think that's important, but like you're saying, if you are in a space where whoever your boss is, they don't see you, it is important to also walk away because it's like any other relationship. If you're okay. unhappy, you got to go because it's going to, it's going to impact you, your health, your mental health. Mm-hmm. People get sick, they get really sick. And I know a lot of people have gotten depressed because they feel like they've been put in a box and they've decided, you know, they've made the choice to okay, that is who I am then. And I can't do anything else. This is the only thing in the universe. It's like your skill set. if you're out there, it's transferable. Oh, absolutely. The same thing, 10 years, 15 years, whatever you've done, even if you've done different things every single year, your entire life, you've been picking up skills. Right. Those are all valuable. And that makes you the person that you are. And even if it's a unique like skill set, it is who you are. That is your value. So don't let some person tell you that you're not valuable. Yeah, I I remember my very, very first job. I mean, I had many jobs when I was in college and most of them were in retail. I worked at like Macy's at Target. I worked at like a couple of call centers. Um, I think I worked at like, um, where else did I work? I don't remember, but they were just, you know, those minimum wage jobs. Um, But my first like real grown up job with benefits full-time you know eight to five that was um when i was um in my master's program so up until then i was like still in school i was doing like ta ships things like that and then um so i had my very first job and it was at the nonprofit, and um it was a receptionist job and it was starting 13 dollars an hour back in what, what was that 2012 Um, yeah $13 an hour and I had a bachelor's degree um and I was like halfway you know I was I just had my thesis that was pending for my master's and um so I started as a receptionist and I was in that position for about a year when I started to realize okay I'm ready for the next step I, I want to move up to the next position um and when I tried to apply for it I, um, I I was a little surprised. I was not expecting my boss to say like, you know, um, we, I I just feel like you're just, she literally said, these were her words, like, you're just really good at what you do. And I just, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to move you into this other position. And when she said that, you know, uno que no sabe, like I was still naive. I still didn't have the experience that I have, that I have now. I thought, okay, maybe this is just how it is. I don't, I don't know. Um, so I let it go and I stayed, I ended up getting pregnant. Um, and so I was there for a few more months. And as I, um, started getting sick through my, with my pregnancy, like I had really bad morning sickness, um, 
she, my manager, my, the person that was my manager, she started acting really weird. Um, like her true colors were starting to show. And I started to realize that she didn't see me and she didn't value me. Um, I remember like one time I got so sick with morning sickness, like I had to run out and the bathroom wasn't in the, in the room, in our office. Um, we had to go out into the hallway in the, in the, in the building all the way down the hallway. So I had to run, I had to run. I didn't even make it. I threw up all over the, the, the bathroom floor. Um, and when I got back, um, my manager was sitting on my chair in my desk at the reception area. And she was, she was just kind of sitting like this with her hands crossed and she was just staring at me. She's like, um, you've been gone for a while. And I'm like, I went to the restroom. I got, I got sick. I was throwing up. And she's like, why wasn't anyone covering for you? And I'm like, I literally like, I just felt the urge and I had to, I ran. I'm like, there was no time to call anyone to come cover for me. And she was like, well, um, this really can't be happening. Like she made a big deal about my morning sickness. And again, back then, you don't, you don't know, right? If someone did that to me today, I'd, I'd be like, you know, this is illegal, right? Like, you, you know, this isn't right. But back then I didn't know, like I had no idea. And, um, and so at that point, that's when I realized I, I, I think I have to, I think I have to go. Like, I don't know how I'm going to go, but I am, I'm, I have to go. And so my plan was I'm going to go on maternity leave and I'm going to come back and that's my, I'm, I'm going to plan my exit strategy. And so, so I did. So I came back um, and I, so while I was pregnant or while I was like on maternity leave, I ended up finishing my master's degree and I came back and I told her and I said, um, I, I can't, I can't be here anymore. Like I have to move because I just, I just graduated my master's degree. The gasp that I heard on the other side of that line, like you have your master's degree. And I'm like, yes, I've been in school this whole time. And I, I, I finished while I was on maternity leave. She was like, oh, I had no idea. I'm like, of course you didn't. And in my mind, I was thinking, you, you never sat me down to see what I, what my goals were, what I wanted to do, what, how, what I saw my career trajectory looking like, like you never asked me, you just shut me down from the very beginning. And so, um, at that point, she didn't have any other choice but to to let me go because I was I told her if 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 you don't move me into this other position I'm I'm sorry I'm putting in my two weeks, I just gave it to her really clear, and so she's like okay no yeah like so I ended up moving, and then um, after that like the next time something like that happened, my boss um, she there was a position that had opened up, that was also going to be like the next level up, and. Um, I wanted to apply, but I also didn't didn't know how to do it because you know it was awkward. I didn't know how to navigate that conversation, and so she was like, um, "Oh yeah, we're we're looking to fill this position." But not once did she mention me, and I was like, oh, "Why why didn't she bring me up? Why didn't she put my name in the hat?" Like I know I deserve that, but for whatever reason, I didn't feel comfortable like speaking up, and I kind of resented her for not like bringing up my name or not recommending me because I thought you know me you know what my goals are you know you know that this is the 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 path that I want to take I don't know why you didn't say and I didn't speak up for myself so instead what I ended ended up doing is I left I quit and I left for like four months and then 
that position was still open after four months. I decided to um, not reapply, but I reached out to my same manager and I told her that I hated my, my new job. And that's when she said, do you want to come back? But in this other position that's still open. And in my mind, I thought I've been wait. I wanted you to say this like from the very beginning. And we had an open conversation and she was like, I wanted to, she's like, it's just, I didn't want to lose you. She's like, I just, I loved working with you. And I loved like, you know, like you're just, again, you're so good at what you do. And I'm like, of course I'm good at what, what I do. I'm good at everything that I apply myself to. I don't half fast anything. That's just who I am. And, and so anyway, so what that taught me was I don't want to be that person for anybody else. Like moving forward, if I ever become a leader or a mentor, you I'm are gonna, a leader. well, back then, that's what I said. If I ever become a leader of a mentor. And so now, like, and so since then I have, I've been mentoring a lot of like, um, you know, interns and like research assistants and other data analysts. And honestly, like, I'm not afraid to lose them because I don't have that scarcity mentality, because I also know that good leaders are one of the things that employees look for. Not everybody's looking for just money or just benefits. Some people are actually looking for a good mentor. Like that's part of their bucket list, right? And so for me, I'm like, I know what I offer. I know what I contribute to my team. And they're, I can guarantee that they're gonna grow with me. And so I don't have that, that fear that, oh my gosh, I'm going to train them and I'm going to waste all my energy on them for them to leave. Like, no, good. Like go on and fly baby bird. Like, you know, you've grown, like do your thing. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really difficult thing when you're not seen. It really does make you question yourself. You doubt yourself and you carry that with you. Like I had to heal a lot of that. Like a lot of those stories that I internalized from when these people that I looked up to and considered my, you know, like my role models who didn't give me the opportunity like that, that did leave a mark on me. And I did have to do some healing and unpacking throughout the years because of that. And I think I've seen it happen a lot too, where again, I've seen people that are in organizations that have been kind of groomed to become the next leader, they get passed up. And um, you do see, like when you see that too, just like the witnessing of it, it just leaves such a bad taste in your mouth that you don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Uh, because it just feels like, well, this person's been a good leader and they show up and they do these things, but because they don't have, you know, for whatever reason, whatever political reason, uh, they go with someone else. And that's, that kind of, that really fucks with your psyche, I think. Um, but there are really good people that do develop people. And that is important in, in these spaces, whether or not you have a title that's, you know, to leadership, <clears throat> but I think at the end of this, um, I just wanted to close out with what to do. Again, let's just focus on what do we do if we want to pursue a new space and we ask for it and we're not seen, like, how do we navigate that? Should we go above our supervisor? Should we go above our manager? Like, what do we do in that space? I think for me, um, um, I would recommend find, finding one safe person in your work environment, regardless of what their title is regardless of where they're at. I, I have found angels in different departments, in different positions, in, in different or just different networks. Um, and it's all about gravitating towards someone who is going to say you and who's going to give it to you how it is. 
and who's going to be able to provide you with real concrete guidance to help you move forward, like give you a plan on how to um, execute like your strategy for your next sort of step in your career, um, because we do need that support. And so if you're not being seen at work, that doesn't mean that you're not worthy. That just means that you're asking the wrong person. So go find someone who does see you and who can can, can give you some um, pretty legitimate feedback and help you in that way. I love that. And with that, we're going to wrap up. But uh, we can have a part two, I think. Uh, so thank you for listening. And we will talk to you again next time on Truth Tuesday. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.